Another day and another episode of Wrestling with Ski. Today we're going over last night's 2.0. I'm going to give you my feelings on the highlights, the matches, the characters, all that stuff that goes into it. And my feelings of where it can go going forward and especially into Halloween Havoc next week. So stick around and we will get to it after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. Look at that, it worked this time. Welcome back to Wrestling with Ski. Wasn't sure if it was going to, like, I'd do it like six, seven, eight times every time. But we are here. We're here for a recap of last night's 2.0, which thankfully, I mean, not thankfully, it started off Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams running their suck, but I mean, they do it good. There's nothing about Trick Williams, it hurts my head. I just look at him and it hurts my head. Nothing against him, just the whole character. I don't know. He plays it well, so I'm not taking that away from him. It just hurts my brain. But not with them in the ring doing their celebration. In comes Johnny Gargano, thank God. There's again all kinds of rumors around him. And he comes out and yeah, gives a good promo, shows why he's there. Uh, says that you know he's lost his way. He had a lot of fun, you know. I mean, weddings and honeymoons and bachelor parties and now that Austin's on Raw, Indy's married, and Candace is home pregnant, you know, and he wants that title shot against Carmelo. He says he never misses. Let's see if he wants to take a shot. And they do the normal running their mouth thing back, which, you know, you kind of expect, you know, going after Indy saying that she's been sliding into both of their DMs. He takes it all great with a grain of salt, laughing away, you know, doing the Johnny Gargano thing. He laughs it off, and they're like, that's your daughter, Johnny. He's like, yeah, you're right. That is my daughter. And that's my son-in-law. As he waves at him, and they turn around, there's Loomis. They put out, yeah, put, yeah, chokehold right on him to go nighty-night and to shut them up. So I'd like to see what they're going to you know, do with, the, you know, just Gargano and Loomis together. I'm really curious as to what they're going to do with that. Yeah, they're going to let, you know, is he going to go after that and somehow lose, but they go after the tag team titles or something? I don't know how they're going to play it off, but it was good to see Johnny back regardless as the guy is just as good as everyone makes him out to be, in my opinion, is one of the best guys they got. So it was really good, and it gave Loomis, you know, he's back. As we've seen Indy. Haven't seen Loomis, so we'll see what they do with it. I think that regardless of Carmelo's, you know, experience there and trick and all that, I think Johnny's in the match, so it's going to be a good match. They do it next week. Halloween Havoc, that'd be a great one. Because again, it's Johnny. That'd be a takeover, but it's still Johnny. And we remember last year, Halloween Havoc, when he stole North American title, I believe, from Priest with the help of theory and the tombstone smashing over his head and him falling and you know, all of that, but it's good to see him back. And I just hate the phrase sliding into our DMS. There's something about it that has always made my head just want to explode my skin crawl. I don't know what it is. Literally. I mean, I think I know what it is. And anyone that actually knows me knows me. I'm pretty sure you know what it is, but I was right about that. 
maybe that's why I hate it, but it was good to see Johnny back. I think him and Carmelo could tear the house down. I just don't know how they're going to do it. They built up Carmelo and then he went and took his shot. Do they have them lose it right away or do they have, you know, Johnny lose and then them go after the tag toss? You know, there's all kinds of stuff they can do, but regardless of any of that, sorry, had to move. I was just happy to see him back and to see Loomis. And I still think Loomis is super talented. And yeah, hearing the I do, you know, they had him talk finally for one second. Now he's right back to his thing. So, you know, didn't really kill it. You know, the whole not talking thing, you know, helped the moment of them getting married, him and Indy on the show, you know, getting married and all that. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. I mean, I'm just happy they're back. A lot of new faces, so it's especially with people talented like Loomis and Gargano, because Gargano's proven time and time again how good he is. So we'll see what they go with that. Odyssey Jones defeated Andre Chase. Shocker. He just, I mean, in my opinion, it was a pretty one-sided match. I mean, yeah, he tried to get his stuff in, but uh, the Andre Chase thing, I don't, I don't know. I liked when they had Timothy Thatcher doing the Thatcher's Thatch can stuff. That's because I liked him. Maybe it's the tooth. I have a half tooth too. There's something about that. I'm not sure, but I don't like the Andre Chase thing. He hurts my head. That's the point of it is for him to hurt everyone's head. So he's doing his damn job. Not denying that. He just hurts my head. That's not nice to hurt my head because I already suffer from migraines enough. I don't need just that. It's called idiocy. It's not nice, but well, it is. I don't get behind it. It seems a lot of people get behind it. But hey, talking about it, you see, at least we didn't see, you know, Gase. Gacy. There you go. We didn't see him come out talking about safe spaces and snowflakes. So I guess if I only have to deal with one idiot, that's okay. That's that's a small victory for me and for the world as a whole, in my opinion. If you like it, comment and tell me they just hurt my brain um imperium and the creed brothers put on a hell of a match i mean it was really really good for all of it let you know made the creed brothers look really really good and granted they were in the ring with imperium and we know those guys can go there's a reason they're there there's a reason they're always up there in the top they're in that spot putting on matches uh, hopefully they get a title run out of it to work with all the young talent that they're now working with in NXT. But they did get the victory in the end because Jiro and Kushida coming out and starting the attack of the rest of Diamond Mind, and that let Imperium steal one. Which you know I'm okay with that because this leaves Kushida and Jiro something to do with the Creed brothers. You know sets up a story for that. And then after Imperium steals the victory. NSK attacks Imperium from behind while they're all posed and there are boos and all of that. I couldn't tell which one they were coming from. Maybe it's MSK. Maybe everyone finally turned on MSK. I'm not sure. I don't I mean they came out and attacked Imperium. So why would they be chanting anything negative about Imperium as they're laying on the ground? So that could be a turn. But they're gonna have a match next week. And I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um MSK's had a good run. They have really good matches, really, you know, good move sets, very unique. You know, just what they do. Unique look, you know, unique move set, you know, like and they work great together. But I don't know if their time has finally come up. Only time will tell, but 
with the attack from behind and the way they were getting received by the crowd down there in Orlando. I don't know. I didn't expect to see the big boost. Because, again, Imperium getting attacked. But Imperium was one getting attacked. So why would they be booing them if they suck when they're laid out, getting you know, stomped out? So... I don't know. I just want to see Imperium get a title run because I think that with all these teams coming up, they could work really good and be really, really, really good for a lot of the young talent. And they could work with just about anybody or are they going to have them face them and lose and then they go up to the main roster, do their thing, or I don't know how they're, I don't know how they're going to do it. They're both super talented. I just didn't see all those, you know, the whole array of just booze and splattering. They were they were getting from the crowd. So maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I missed something. But they were getting their heads torn off, whoever it was. So see how it goes next week. I think it's going to be a great match. Just their, the difference in their styles because they're not about the high flying and the flips and MSKs all over the place doing all that. So I think it's going to be a good clash, you know, just because of the differing styles and all of that. And they're both great tag teams, work very well together. So we're going to see what they do with it. And again, I was just, there's just that reaction. I just, I don't know. I don't know why it caught me off guard, but it did. Maybe I was missing something and all of my hatred of the arena and how it looks and some of the dumbness again, the Gacy, Andre Chase, like there's a lot of guys that just have been hurting my head. So maybe I missed some of it. Tony D'Angelo, like some cheap old, Godfather or Sopranos knockoff, but yeah, it'd be a great tag match. I think they're going to work really well together. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Cora Jade steals one against Electra Lopez after Electra Lopez is in control a lot of the way, gets the quick one, rolls out of the ring. So don't know what they're going to lead into that, really. I actually have no idea. But yeah, because Electra really hasn't been around for that long either. Not as new as Cora Jade. So We'll see what they do with it, but they wouldn't have her get one on her if they weren't going to do anything again. So we'll see how they build that. Io Shirai defeats Persia Parada and JC Jane in a triple threat to decide who's going to spin the wheel to make the deal at Halloween Havoc next week. Uh, JC Jane was, you know, injured and removed from the match earlier. We put a one on one with Io and Persia, and they had a great match. I mean, they had a really good match. They're back and forth. People were in control, other people were in control. Showed power moves, technical stuff. Like, I thought they put on a hell of a match for the two of them. Don't know if it was even planned. or I mean, JC was supposed to, like, I don't know what that was. Um, but EO picks up the victory in it, and they spin the wheel. It's going to be a triple threat ladder match. Sorry, stairway to hell or whatever they called it, ladder match. But it's going to be a triple threat ladder match for the women's tag team titles next week at Halloween Havoc. Hopefully, you know, they do picture and picture the whole time because I think it's going to be a great match. EO's phenomenal. You know how I feel about Gigi Dolan and that. So that'd be good. And it gives Persia and Indy, let's Indy do something because for so long it's just been Dexter stuff. So we haven't seen her wrestle a lot. So I think that's going to be real, you know, until recently. Like there was a couple of weeks where there's nothing. So I think that's going to be really, really good. I look forward to it. Again, it's EO. Like she's hit the mark every single time. She's been in, you know, those big matches. And I'm 
excited to see what they're going to do with it. I'll give my feelings on everything next week before it happens. But it was good. Again, move on to Tony D'Angelo. He won very quickly, one-sidedly. That's about all I got for it. Sorry. Wasn't much to it. It was just a mugging. And that mugging led to a, you know, Legato del Fantasma mugging, you know, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen backstage on the way to the ring, you know, before they got out with chairs and then landing themselves in the ring. And then it was a great, great match. Once, you know, they forced their way to the ring and said, this is going to happen, shoving officials. And they put on a great match. Again, for young guys going against Legato, we know what they could do as a tag team. So it shouldn't surprise anyone. I mean, when you're good, you can have matches with just about anyone, but I think Briggs and Jensen held their own in there. And I wasn't even that mad about him jumping out and taking out Escobar before he could do something and then jumping back in the ring and getting, you know, kicked. It wasn't the, you know, super kicked and the match over and Legato wins because it wasn't the normal stupid, you know, interference people attacking, like all the dumb stuff that we've seen, let's say with, the women's division over on Raw and SmackDown, which is every match for the longest time ending with someone interfering for a couple of weeks around Raw and SmackDown, like that hurt my head. So it was a good match. They look good for their size. They could do stuff. And they held their own in there. There was only room to, you know, was to go up. I mean, I think all they got is to go up. So again, I was happy to see it. And it's going to lead to probably something else between them. You never know. I just can't believe Legato's still down there on NXT, but we'll see where it all goes. And they have a lot of new young talent and new guys that weren't there, you know, to work with, which I think again is good for everybody, for them to build rivalries, for everyone to have matches, you know, against new people. And they could really, you know, find out about everyone there real fast with the guys they have around that have been around. And the newer guys, like I think there's a good balance. We could really find out what everyone has. So if you're not for that, there's something wrong with you. But I really do think Legato could be the thing that they move on to the main roster. Now, obviously, at some point to do their thing because they're doing it well. So I can't, I have a hard time fathoming that they're not going to move them up at some point and keep them together the way they are unless they stay down there until they get rid of them. They're going to let, you know, People going, us going, uh, what? Because they've done that a lot this year. So we'll see where it goes. But again, good match, and they held their own after it all. And again, that ending, yeah, they're right off the ball, got attacked. You know, it's not even that irritating to me. So good on them. What wasn't good on them was LA Knight defeating Grayson Waller. I mean, Knight gets to host Halloween Havoc, whatever. But I really, I, I just don't see what the point of the entire match was because it really, I mean, it obviously wasn't 10 seconds long, but it might as well have been. So what the hell is the point of them fighting over who was going to host? I mean, it literally was gone, done with LA Knight winning, getting to be the host. It just made no sense to me. Sorry. I mean, they could have just gave it to him. What's the point of putting in like a three minute match for him to win so he can have the right me. He could have just let him have it. This didn't do anything. It didn't help Grayson Waller at all. Getting just put down like that. So don't really see the point of it. And really, I mean, as you see the picture, that one right there. I mean, Halloween is, is uh, you know, 
Shotzi's thing. It's it is incomprehensible to me to not have her like that's like her thing. And she did such a good job last year with it. It's not like she's doing anything on SmackDown, whatever the hell. Yeah, SmackDown, like she's doing anything. So I thought it would have been good just to have her come back and do it just for something to do to hold it. Yeah. Tradition together again. I think she would do a better job than LA Knight and the match they did to give it to him made absolutely no sense. And that just mind boggled me the whole time. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Von Wagner, and Kyle showed up looking like he was ready to ride a bike. Von said there's nothing to do. And they went training through the wood, made pull ups. They run with logs on their shoulders, I mean, cutting down trees. And then they had a drinking beer. So, you know, like I said, they're going to team them up. And I think it's, you know, really good. I think it'll help with Vaughn. It gives Kyle something to do. And they keep building it. It could be a great thing until it's finally not. And then they could split them up. I mean, that's kind of Kyle's thing lately, getting betrayed. Unless he betrays him, I don't know what they're going to do. But it was a good segment. And a bunch of those crazy idiotic things, you know, like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. You know, they really don't do anything for me to build anything. It's the way it is to me. But overall, I thought that was a good segment. We've been seeing them slowly build them. So we'll see, you know, how they do it, how long it takes them to get into the title picture. But again, conflicting styles gives Kyle something to do. It gives Vaughn, you know, something to do with Kyle, which helps build him automatically because everything Kyle's done. So see how that works out. Looking forward to see what they do. I mean, I really am. So hoping for the best and they don't do anything stupid, but we shall see, which leads us to the whole champion, you know, Braun Breaker defeating the grizzled young veterans. We saw them, you know, champion Breaker backstage before the thing saying, this is where, you know, you attack me a lot of some weaker going in, yada, da, 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 not going to happen, whatever. And they had a hell of a match. I mean, Breaker tried to keep champ out for the longest time was taking care of the grizzled young veterans until champ t- tags himself in. He gets whooping on. Every time he tries to get ready for attacks, young veterans either go under the ring around, like do something to make it so Champa can't make the tag. Whenever he gets the opportunity, and when he finally does get the opportunity, slaps the hell out of Breaker's face to make the tag. You know, it looks like he's going to hit him. Yeah, but Champa ducks and he clotheslines him. They, you know, the slam to pick up the win as he makes, you know, puts him up on his shoulder to do the slam. You see Champa jump off. The apron, walk over, get his belt, and start walking away. They do the dumb, you know, face-off thing there at the end, of course. They have to. I really don't know what they're going to do with that. But that'll be, you know, for something for next week to talk about before Halloween Havoc. But they had a good match. Breaker looks good. I just don't want to see. Yeah, I just don't know if he's ready to get the title yet. And I don't want to see Champa get it just to lose it so fast. Especially someone, you know, like as obviously he's young, he's talented, you know. It's not going to hurt anything to be the face of NXT, but champion again, just to finally lose it that quick after how long he had it the first time. He never really lost it. He got injured, so he had to give it up. Like, it just ending it that quick would irritate the hell out of me, just like the way they used the grizzled young veterans. They didn't even let them, you know, talk, which is really one of the key things going to the ring. I mean, they just talk and talk and talk, and they're good at it, and they're a great team, yet they're put in positions like this just to, you know, lose and put people over. I think they should be champions at some point. I mean, there's a reason... They're in the Dusty Cup for so long. I mean, do something with them or let them go. I just don't get how they haven't been champion or anything. Like, they keep just being there to, like, put people over. As good as that is, they're one of the better teams that they have. 
and the way they work together is different than pretty much anyone they have. And I just don't get why they haven't gotten, you know, like haven't been champions yet. It could just be a me thing, but do something with them, damn it. For love of God, but it was a good go home episode. I mean, again, a little bit of stupid, but there's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good moments. You got to see some stuff, got to build some things. Good go home episode for Halloween Havoc next week. And we got to see Gargano back, which is a great thing. So, yeah, and Loomis. So we'll see what they do with everything and how they go with everything again. I just wish it was Shotzi and not. LA night but you can't win them all so that being said i will quickly say tomorrow morning i'm gonna do part one tomorrow's gonna be two-parter for episode 99 i'm gonna do the pre-show for crown jewel and all my predictions and feelings and stuff going into it and then after it's all said and done i'm gonna do part two to go over everything and do the overview before we go into episode 100 on friday so check that one out or you could you know try to catch it before it happens and watch the one out or listen to them both you can hear what i thought and then well what happened so be on the lookout for that again follow along facebook youtube rumble anchor breaker radio public pocket casts sketcher overcast audible Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow along, comment, tell me what you think. No matter where it is, like, share, comment, and repeat all the videos. That one's for you, Justin. Made that little thing. So still got love for him. So appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to me run my suck. I appreciate you again. Follow along on all of them. Listen on the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Those things help me out and helps anchor out. Even listen on Anchor. And we'll be back tomorrow morning. I'll be here to give you the pre-show thoughts. So thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of your night. I appreciate you watching dearly. Enjoy some wrestling. Be good to each other. And until tomorrow morning, my friends, peace.